0: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. It's Mock Draft Monday, James, and as we promised, today is the Jamar Chase scenario. We'll go five rounds on the Draft Network's Mock Draft Simulator, starting with Jamar Chase. That's coming your way very shortly. Today's episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. James, before we dive into Mock Draft Monday, the Bengals made a coaching hire. Louie Chofi, who's been with the Bengals, and been with the Browns, and been with a few other NFL teams, hasn't been in the NFL since 2016, will be coming back to the Bengals as a defensive quality control coach. My understanding is this is very similar to a role that he previously held with the Bengals. He was with the team from 1997 all the way to 2010 in different positions, defensive assistant coach, assistant defensive backs coach, And then he latched on with Ray Horton and worked with Ray Horton at a number of stops, including the Arizona Cardinals, Cleveland Browns, Tennessee Titans, and then again with the Browns. So those are his major stops, his major influences, if that even matters for a quality control coach, which I don't think it does to a huge degree. But I actually have heard pretty good things about this guy in terms of his work ethic and his fit as a quality control coach. Apparently, Marvin Lewis had very high standards for the guy doing this job for him, and he really liked the job that Trophy Chofi did. Trophy's been in the NFL for a really long time, so speaks to his general reputation around the league
1: and the fact that he lasted through multiple regimes to get to the Marvin Lewis era. And we know what Marvin did and tried to change the culture and every well it did change the culture when he got to Cincinnati in 2003. So the fact that Trophy survived that and stuck around for the entire Carson Palmer era, essentially, in, in Cincinnati. Hopefully, he can help out Lou Anarumo, right? And we, we talked to Bengal Sands last week about Anarumo's scheme and everything like that. Well, who knows? Maybe Chofia, a guy who's, as you mentioned, been around the league, been around football for a long, long time, maybe he can have a little bit of an impact.
0: Of course, he also worked with Mike Zimmer. And I don't know that, again, any of this really matters for a defensive quality control coach. My understanding is this, this job is... You know he was formerly known as as the Bengals computer guy. Like he's putting together research and putting together digestible information for the defensive coaching staff and helping them prepare for game day. That's my understanding of of what Louis Chofe is coming in to do. So he's not necessarily a coach. He's there to help out and uh, help Lou Anarumo and staff prepare. For game days, prepare game plans, get get tendencies on other teams, that sort of thing. Kind of working with uh, the pro scouts and the advanced scouts. And so, if I'm wrong about any of that, feel free to correct me. That's what I was able to glean from some brief research between the time of the hire to now. But James, speaking of now, let us dive in to mock draft Monday. I think a lot of people are sick of it, but what gets interesting is the scenarios as they play out. And and that's why we continue to do this exercise. It's an exercise in kind of seeing how things might play out. And one way things might play out is there's either four quarterbacks picked ahead of the Bengals, or there's a few quarterbacks in Kyle Pitts. Or, I mean, there's certainly a world where Sewell or Chase are picked before the Bengals are on the clock, but there's a lot of smoke, I think around the Falcons trading back and a team coming up to get a quarterback. And and we could see those four quarterbacks go. And in that case, the Bengals get to pick the best non-quarterback player in the draft, which is great because last year they got to pick the best player in the draft, which was a quarterback and this year. They could come back and pick whoever the highest rated player on their board is that's not a quarterback now that they don't need one. So that could work out really well for them. There are really good arguments on both sides, and we've heard a lot of them between Sewell and Jamar Chase. There are even arguments for Kyle Pitts. We just don't think the Bengals are going there. Today, we're talking about what happens when the Bengals take Jamar Chase. And James is a very proud and outspoken member of Team Chase. I will let you talk about your elevator pitch for Jamar Chase at five while we let the simulator run.
1: Well, let's start with Chase. I think he's very obviously the best wide receiver in this class. And you could, I make an argument best non-quarterback in this class. And certainly you can make the argument that he's a better prospect than Penny Sewell because that's where a lot of people are right now, Sewell or Chase, right? Uh, but to me, the difference is, and I'm glad we're doing this scenario, Chase is going to make – Instant impact, life on life easier on Joe Burrow. He's going to help protect Joe Burrow because he's going to get open and he's going to make life easier on Higgins and Mixon and Tyler Boyd. All of those things right away to me. You know, you look at Justin Jefferson last year, what he did in Minnesota. This guy's better than Justin Jefferson. He's the the one at LSU when Jefferson had that really big year as well in 2019. But it's all about value and the wide receiver position. If they don't address it with Chase at five. I'm not sure they address it until day four or day three of the draft rounds, four through seven. And some may say, Hey, that's fine that they can find someone and that's going to be okay. And T Higgins is going to become a one, but unless you're 100% sure T Higgins is going to become a one, this is your shot to get a one, uh, a wide receiver, one, a, a, this just bona fide star receiver, essentially that you're probably not going to get another shot at assuming you take strides forward and you, you win seven games right? You go seven and 10 in 2021 or eight and nine, which these records are really weird. And it's going to take a while for me to get used to with 17 games, Jake, but this is kind of their shot to do that. And when you look at the the depth at, at tackle and all, in this offensive line class, I think it's there. I think they can address those spots. So to me, it's really close between Sewell and chase. Who's the better prospect, uh, which one's going to have more of an impact long-term, all of those things. But I think the drop off at receiver versus the drop off at offensive line, specifically in rounds two and three, it's much, much clearer that uh, that you can go with the value, go with Chase and then go from there.
0: I think there's a short term versus long term argument here. Jamar Chase likely could make a, a bigger immediate impact because one wide receiver can make a larger impact than one offensive lineman where your offensive line is essentially as good As this weakest link in the long term, we've talked about the very persuasive argument, at least to me, that it's much harder, generally speaking, to get quality offensive tackles than it is to get quality wide receivers. But to your point, James, in the second round, the Bengals should have an opportunity to find a very high quality offensive lineman. If it's a guard, if it's a tackle remains to be seen, but really strong depth at the top of this class. In the first two rounds at offensive line, you can get a lot of really good players. And in terms of that instant need, instant and long term really at right guard, probably at left guard, a long term need at right tackle, probably a long term need at center coming up relatively soon here. So given that you know you will need some offensive linemen going forward and you can get a really good one in two, it does make sense to go with Chase at five when you, when you look at it that way. And then the individual stuff on chase, obviously he tested like a great athlete dominance at the catch point, really physical style of play, beat press all day at LSU. And, And if you didn't press him, he's going to eat up space in that cushion. And the big thing for him is, has he taken a step in terms of separation in terms of route running refinement in terms of adding polish to his game? And everything we've heard really about both of these guys is that they've been busting their tail while they opted out in the last year to improve their athleticism, to improve their games on the whole. And as young guys in Sewell and Chase, there might be a little adjustment period. But in the words of Kyle Shanahan, these guys don't run routes in college. You got to teach them how to do it in the pros because in college, they're just good enough to run by guys. So There will be development for either guy. There's probably a little bit of development required for Chase. But with them both having opted out, we really don't know how many steps Chase took. We just know that he has a whole toolbox and he would bring that to the Cincinnati Bengals at five. Coming up next, we talk about some of the options on the offensive line in the second round as we're going five rounds for this mock draft Monday.
1: Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL draft less than three weeks away. Do you think Penny Sewell is going to be the top offensive lineman off the board? Maybe you think Rashawn Slater is going to sneak in. You can bet on every single one of those NFL draft takes because they have so many different prop bets at BetOnline.ag. Plus, they got you covered for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball as the Reds as we record this, 6-2 and two on the year. Maybe you want to throw a little money on the Reds. You can do that at betonline.ag. So get off the sideline, get in on the action, go to betonline.ag right now. It's free to sign up. And when you make your first deposit, make sure you use promo code LOCKED ON because you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus just for using that promo code because you listen to Locked On Bengals. Again, betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKED ON when you make that first deposit, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Mock Draft Monday rolls on, and I must say, Jake, the Bengals nailed it with the fifth pick with Jamar Chase, but uh, we're talking about round two now, and at 38, there's a lot of intriguing options on the board, Um, whether you're looking at an interior lineman like Christian Barmore, who's still there, Jason Oa, the edge from Penn State, still available, but obviously, offensive line would be the key here, right? If the Bengals take Chase in round one, you're looking at the top offensive lineman in round two potentially. And and I, I would mention this by the way, uh, because the Bengals love to trade down in the second round. Heck we had Dan Horde on last week and he mentioned that. I think there is a path, especially in this scenario where that's on the board, uh, especially when you look at how many offensive linemen are here. I mean, you got Liam Eikenberg from Notre Dame, Dylan Raddins from North Dakota state, um, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. I mean, Wyatt Davis from Ohio state, and, you know, so all guys, that you could see going in round two, to me, Jake, I want someone who could play both guard and tackle if you can, and the the top guy for me out of Eichenberg and Radins and it, really any of these guys from an offensive line perspective, it's probably Alex Leatherwood. So that's that's where I would probably go here, but it would be tempting to take an Oa or a Barmore at this stage of the draft. I just I, I think. Leatherwood is close enough to those guys from a prospect standpoint that you take it because it does fill what your biggest need would be going into the the second round in day two of the draft.
0: And the tape and traits are pretty good for Leatherwood. Positional versatility, sure. good athleticism, great length, really one of the very few tackles in this class that has length, has been one of the guys that if you can pair him with Chase, has been an ideal scenario for a lot of Bengals pundits. I do agree with you, James. I think they would try to trade back here if they could, if they had a good enough offer and, and felt comfortable enough with some of these guys in the same tier. There are some big differences between guys like Eichenberg and Raddins and Leatherwood. And, and that comes down to, to the tool set and obviously the quality of competition for a guy like Radens or Brady Christensen, who I don't think is quite in play at the top of the second round, but was really good at BYU and also is a great athlete. Um, I think those guys are going to be a little bit behind uh, Leatherwood in the eyes of the league. And so absolutely could see Leatherwood here. The other things I could see the Bengals doing with this pick is honestly, if Barmore does fall out of the first round, I could see them easily taking a guy like Barmore. I could see them easily going with one of the edge players available here. If it's Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, Jason Owa from Penn State, like you talked about uh, this particular board, very high on Joe Tryon and opt out from Washington as well. But let's go Alex Leatherwood here because that's what we would do if if Chase was the pick in the first round. We would come back and try to address the offensive line, I think, in the second round. And well, maybe this is a little bit of a preview for next week, James, And the what would we do mock? Because so far, I think this is pretty close to to some things that we would really like. And to continue that trend, James, there's somebody here as we're on the clock in the third round at this point with pick 69 that I really want to draft, but we should talk about the, the directions the Bengals could go here, because I think this is where it starts to become a little bit difficult to navigate the draft. If you're the Bengals, do you want to throw Luana Rumo a bone at this point? Do you want to give him some help for that pass rush, right guys like Milton Williams, Quincy Roche from Miami, if you like Quincy Roche from Miami, or a guy that's higher on our board, and Peyton Turner from Houston are the guys that really stand out on the defensive line. Ali McNeil is well, really athletic, more like a nose tech kind of player. I know that there are some offensive linemen here that are attractive too, though, and guys like uh, Quinn Miners, who comes out really high for us, ben cleveland who comes out really high for us on the interior of the offensive line so you could see them going in a, a number of directions here but i mean as i tweeted yesterday when i did some mock drafts for fun for for me it's kind of kind of milton williams no matter what that's what's on my my draft day post-it note or whatever <laughs>
1: Oh, I, I totally get that. Um, it, it is worth noting, though, before we pick Williams, because that's probably what we're going to do here, uh, that if they go OA at 38 or if they go Barmore at 38, look at the offensive linemen that are, are still there where they could still address guard and feel good about it with a guy like Cleveland or Miners. Uh, you know, n- not really many tackles. Um, I would say that it would be in play here. You know, James Hudson from UC Jackson, Carmen, uh, ah, just feels, feels early for those guys. Walker little, depending that that's an interesting one. Cause he's on the board, uh, still. And, and so maybe he is a guy that you'd consider here. Um, if you go with a, another route that, than we did with offensive line at 38, but I agree with you, Milton Williams, he could come in and hopefully help replace uh, Gino Atkins and uh, and really give this Bengals defensive line a, a boost not only in 2021 but moving forward.
0: I will be really interested to see where Milton Williams actually gets picked as he's our pick here at 69. He comes out to be our second highest interior defensive lineman in the class, and I think that's because entirely. Of us knocking him for his size, coming in at just 6'3, 284 with 31 and a half inch arms, compared to a guy like Christian Barmore, who's 6'5, 310, 34 and 5'8 inch arms. So a lot longer for a guy like Barmore, has about 35 pounds on Milton Williams. Those are important things, but you, you dig into it a little bit further. Milton Williams testing like a 99th percentile athlete had a great production score coming from Jim Coburn, who does his analytic thresholds and averages for Pro Bowl players, starters, etc. He's got a a great pass rush win rate in college, the highest pass rush win rate of any defensive tackle that we graded for this class, and that's coming from PFF, the highest true pass rushing grade, which is his pass rushing grade on non-screens, non-RPOs, the the true quote-unquote passing snaps, took a big step forward. From 2019 to 2020, showed the progression, wasn't an opt-out. The only real questions on him are the size and and the quality of competition. That's why Geno Atkins got pushed down, because of the size. If you're looking for a Geno Atkins replacement this year, we identified, of course, Javon Hargrave a few years ago. This year, that guy looks like Milton Williams ticking really all of the boxes except for size that you're looking for from a pass-rushing three-tech. And so that's why I'm personally in love with him as a prospect. And I'm just interested to see if he actually makes it to round three. I think that he could very well be a round two prospect, depending on how NFL teams view the size, because you do see a, a lot of variants here. Geno Atkins and, and Aaron Donald and Javon Hargrave all opened the door for these undersized guys. So we'll have to see how the NFL values a guy like Milton Williams in a couple of weeks. Coming up next, James, our first excursion into day three of the draft in quite a while. We'll do a couple more rounds to wrap up this episode of Mock Draft Monday. I am almost out of my favorite protein bar on the planet, and that's the coconut brownie chunk built bar. I'm going to have to go order a replacement. I might have to try a new flavor. They've got a ton of just Excellent flavors from Cherry barcia and Lemon Almond Cheesecake to Raspberry German Chocolate Peanut Butter. The old favorite, Mint Brownie. I'm sorry, Mint Brownie, you've been replaced. But if, I, if you'll take me back, I'll have you again. And beyond the great taste and that 100% real chocolate coating, they are great for you. They fit the keto diet. They've got a ton of protein. They're low calorie. They're low sugar. They're high in fiber. They've got a flavor that you will fall in love with, too. Go check out all the flavors at BuiltBar.com. We've got a promo code for you right now. It's LOCKED15. You'll save 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% savings at BuiltBar.com.
1: Let's start to look at round four, Jake. And to me, this is an offensive line round. Again, the Bengals have... Uh, We've already added Jamar Chase. We've brought in an offensive lineman in Alex Leatherwood, and then you get Milton Williams at pick 69 in round three. To me, if you can add another offensive lineman here, whether it's interior tackle, maybe a a versatile player that can do both. That's in a perfect world. Uh, What you'd want to do from a need perspective, assuming that the board lines up, but there are a lot of good players here. I mean, Walker little still here. James Hudson, Quinn Miners, all on the board. So when you're talking about add an offensive lineman here, I think that it it could line up that way. But there are some other players, uh, maybe a a Trey Sermon from Ohio State. I know you like him. Uh, The the running back Bengals could certainly start to look at running back in round four. Certainly on day three of the draft, I would expect them to draft one at some point. So there are there are some other players, too. But those are the guys that I think stood out most.
0: Yeah. And it's always interesting when you get to this point in the mock draft simulators too, because you start to have the arguments of, Oh, he'll never be there. And it's like, well, yeah, guys will fall because of medical reasons, because of this or that. And then the mindset kind of has to be, well, if they are there, there's probably a reason why, right? the reason that you start to mention running backs here, James, is because with Giovanni Bernard's release, I think that that becomes something that the Bengals will look to draft. And, and, This is definitely influenced by the work of Paul Daner Jr. and Jay Morrison at The Athletic, who have generally been very on it with their projections for the Bengals' plans in the offseason. They think the Bengals will draft a running back on day three. I think Trey Sermon's a really good player. I don't know if he's the kind of Gio Bernard replacement you're looking for. I honestly haven't done a lot of work on these running backs. I know Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech is another name. That has been connected with the Bengals quite a bit, but I'm not sure if you want to go there with your first pick on day three unless it's an overwhelming value kind of thing. They they have a second-round grade on one of these guys, and I don't think we do. The other names that are interesting to me, James, Tyson Campbell, Georgia Corner, uh, another Tool Shed at Corner, Benjamin St. Juice Corner from Minnesota, Saint Ju- St. Just? I'm not sure. Uh, but a couple of corners there that are interesting as well. Patrick Johnson and, and uh, Cam Sample, the two lane edge rushers as well, options. But what way do you want to go here, James?
1: I'm sticking with the offensive line. This is the, the build around borough mock draft. So I would go with probably Quinn Miners because you don't have the, the medical concerns. At least we don't think so. That uh, a guy like Walker Little has. And I just, at this stage of the draft, if you can get a guy like that, I think he's going to start a guard for you, maybe as a rookie, but certainly in 2022.
0: Okay, both of those guys are gone, because people are going to ask this question and, and tell us you can't have either of those guys, Who, who's your next pick? And, and for me, I'm just going to throw a name out there. You can agree or disagree. James Hudson developmental tackle who who might have to play guard in the NFL, has some good tools, didn't test very well, maybe came out a year too early. But if you're looking for a developmental player on day three, I think James Hudson is an interesting one here.
1: I'm down. I'm a Bearcat, but uh, he was uh, – so I take that bias out of it, I guess. It would be great to to add offensive line depth. I mean, that's what they need to do. It, we No, I don't think anyone denies that, whether you're on team chase or team – Sewell, right? And so, yeah, James Hudson, I think he'd be a fine pick at in round four.
0: Also, some alternatives. Well, we are going to pick Quinn Miners because if he's there, I think he's a great pick at this point, the way he tested and the improvements that he made. Deontay Brown from Alabama for the giant Mahler type of right guard, Trey Smith, depending on his medicals. High athleticism, high upside kind of guy if Frank Pollock can mold him and coach him up a little bit in the NFL was still available as well. So there are some other guys there that I think are interesting names. And now we're back on the clock for our last pick of mock draft Monday, James in the fifth round. The guys that stand out to me are edge rushers here. I don't know enough about these running backs, quite frankly, to feel comfortable about picking them. But in case you do, I'll read some of the top names for for those of you that are spending time on running backs in this pre-draft process. Uh, Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech, Chris Evans from Michigan, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State, Kylan Hill from Mississippi State. For you Cincinnati folks, Jared Doakes is the next one there. But on the edge, the guys that stand out to me from a value perspective, from a need perspective, because at this point we've picked the interior offensive lineman. We've picked a tackle who we think can start at guard. We've picked Jamar Chase and we picked Milton Williams. So we've addressed four positions where I think the Bengals will spend some draft picks and the remaining are kind of edge and, and halfback, running back, and I think maybe another wide receiver. But looking at the guys that stand out to me, it's Cam Sample, who we've talked about quite a few times, dominated the senior bowl lower competition at Tulane, didn't test great, kind of had average to above average testing. But is a player that a lot of people really fell for at the senior bowl. And I think for good reason was was very productive all season, very high pass rush win rate. And the other guy I want to mention here is Chris Rump from Duke, a guy that, you know, pretty variable range of outcomes for him in the draft, I think. Could go much earlier, a little bit undersized, but is another option for the Bengals here.
1: And you would expect them to probably go edge here. It just lines up. It's still something that they haven't addressed. And yeah, a guy like Cam Sample, they got to look at him at the senior bowl. Doesn't have the size issues like Rumpf. I I think that's probably the play here. There there isn't a, a corner that jumps off the page. I still think that there's enough speed at wide receiver where they could wait around on that. So to me, sample does feel like the move.
0: And that's it. That's our five rounds. And I think it's a pretty good haul here, James. I, again, when when you start getting into the day, late day three, especially haven't done as much work on some of these guys, we didn't expect that running back was going to necessarily be a position they were going to draft until it became very clear they were moving on from Geo, and then they did so. But Jamar Chase first round. Coupled with perhaps the, the best second round pick you could hope for outside of Landon Dickerson, who actually went in the first round of this mock draft, Alex Leatherwood. I think that you get those two guys to start. You're feeling pretty good about things. You've got a guy who can play guard, has played guard at a really high level in terms of quality of competition in the SEC. Has a lot of athletic tools, has a lot of physical gifts can translate to tackle in the future, kind of does the short-term and long-term thing if things go well, if Frank Pollock can develop him. And then your three-tech, your your rotational three-tech early in his career, hopefully can add a little bit of weight and become more of an every-down player in the Geno Atkins mold, which I don't think you can expect Milton Williams to become Geno Atkins, but certainly that style of player, really like that in the third round, then coming back with Quinn Miner's to add depth and potentially talent to the interior of the offensive line. Cam sample to finish things off, to try to add a little bit of depth and another rotational piece to the edge rush that needs it. I feel like if these were the first five picks for the Bengals, this would earn an easy a from me, but that's because we picked these guys.
1: That's right. We're a little biased, right? But I I love what they do for Joe Burrow here. Chase uh, Leatherwood miners. If you can do that, This Bengals offense should be pretty damn good in 2021. And yeah, by the way, you're pretty high on Milton Williams for a reason. And obviously, Cam Sample adding another developmental edge guy uh, on this defensive line. That's uh, certainly important. So I think anybody would sign up for these first five picks if it does play out that way in a, a few weeks.
0: If nothing else with Sample, he's a guy that won like quite a bit. And I know Tulane doesn't face Alabama, but he went down to the senior bowl and he continued to win at a high rate against better competition. So when you talk about what the Bengals need at edge, you've got Sam Hubbard, you've got Trey Hendrickson, and then you've got Khaled Kareem and and Cam Sample now. I think that Cam Sample, a pretty good addition to that room, given the relative lack of depth at that position on this roster right now. Let us know what you think. Tweet us at Lockdown Bengals, Jamar Chase, Alex Leatherwood, Milton Williams, Quinn Miners, Cam Sample, No Trades, the Jamar Chase scenario playing out beautifully here on Mock Draft Monday. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Until next time, Bengals fans, hootay, and have a good one.